show where high culture and pop culture collide. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the show. I am Jordan Haas, your spiritual guide through all things you don't know jazz. The game is so deceptively easy, you would be an idiot not to figure it out. You'll see a question pop up with four possible answers. You buzz and pick the correct answer, you get money if you're wrong, you lose money. One more thing, the screws. When you see a question pop up, and one of your neighbors has a look on their face like they have no idea what time it is or what day of the week it is, that's the perfect time to buzz in, press the S key, and screw them. Their loss will be your gain. <laughs> uh, I think that's about wraps it up. Uh, yeah. Should we just like, continue on with the episode? I think we should continue on with the episode. So today's episode is going to be very special. Why? Because it's not game shows, I suppose. This is a anything but game shows episode. I was trying to think of a way to do this sometime in the near future, and I just never got around to doing it. And I figure now is the right time. You know, I'm just not really interested in, in talking about game shows anymore. And, you know, like, well, I mean, I like talking about game shows, but like, you know, you just kind of feel fizzled out doing them day in day out every single time you make like a little bit saying like oh i want to host this game show suddenly it shows up and then like next thing you know joel McHale does card sharks adam conover does uh the crystal maze they're bringing the cube over to the united states i wonder if neil patrick harris has that job jane lynch is doing the weakest link leslie jones is doing supermarket sweep What's what's where where am I supposed to fit in here? Where where do I belong here? I don't know. I don't I don't I'm not a game show host, I guess. That's that's pretty much what I'm learning is I will never be a game show host. That it hurts sometimes saying that, but you know what? I'm not a comedian comedy actor, so I, maybe I'm not just getting screwed by an agent. I maybe that's the idea I'm not getting screwed by an agent. Anyway, for this episode, we are talking about You Don't Know Jack. No, we're not talking about the You Don't Know Jack game show. That's going to be for a later date, um, mostly because there's a lot to talk and a lot to unpack there. Everything from Paul Rubens as the host to Joel Hogson being one of the head writers for the show from Mystery Science Theater 3000. No, no, no. We're talking about the video game series, the PC CD-ROM game show from Jellyvision. I, I mean, like, this is the episode where it's like, man, I should just go all hog wild over You Don't Know Jack because it's my favorite video game series. And, I mean, modern day You Don't Know Jack, it's played pretty much on the Jackbox Party Pack. It was in Jackbox Party Pack 1 as pretty much the guarantee sale because of the J You Don't Know Jack 2011 game that was available for PS4 and Xbox 360. Um, I mean, PS3 and Xbox 360, my bad. Uh... No, this is so you don't know jack has its own mini flavors i think i've talked about this game so many times i'm pretty sure i've already did the episode and i'm just repeating myself but you don't know jack is my favorite pc game show and it has a long history so uh originally uh in chicago illinois uh there the godly brothers came up with a wonderful uh like tape library series and they were trying to do education educational videos educational things to try and help kids in in uh, chicago public schools learn about books and science and stuff and they called their uh company 
Learn Television. And one of their pet projects was basically a study guide game disguised as a game show uh, where they would be asking questions about uh, the book that they just read. And it was called That's a Fact Jack. That's a Fact Jack uh, would be about, you know, things things like, you know, uh, the old man in the sea. I'm sure they probably did that. Or uh, most likely uh, Pride and Prejudice. You got to think novels that would be catered to middle school, high school students at the time. Because this was the early 90s and this is Chicago and this was an irrelevant thing. So they had a few writers from Second City. They had a few writers from other improv things. And they themselves would come up with some uh, some questions. And these were like precursor, you don't know, Jack style trivia questions. Uh, so this would be kind of like Starbucks coffee would be the joke answer. Because Starbucks is a character. Things like that. Uh, and they even did the... Uh, the gibberish question with a rhyming phrase with some significant sentence in the book. Now, when they were coming up with funny uh, gibberish questions, one of their examples, because it's called Learn Television, was Burnt Jellyvision. They shortened it to Jellyvision, and that became the name of the game company. Jellyvision is the creating development team behind You Don't Know Jack. And the very first one was in the 90s, and it was hosted by the president of the company because it was very low budget, Harry Gottlieb. As, but he didn't want to play as Harry. He played as a guy named Nate Shapiro. Uh, you didn't really know the guy's name because they only said Nate a couple of times. Uh, and then uh, they made a sequel because it sold so much. It sold so many copies. They made a, a secondary game. This idea was revolutionary. They decided let's do sports trivia because that's the second nature. Let's do the spinoff and make it sports. That would be hosted by Andy Pollan. Andy Pollan uh, would later be known as Guy Towers in the games. Uh, and then he would also be uh, later on in, in Head Rush. Uh, he, he would be playing the, their host too. His name was Bob the Host. That, that was what they decided to call him in Head Rush. But I'm getting a little ahead of myself here. So the sports game it didn't really sell that much. Don't tell anyone. But it did have a bit of a following that they decided, well, we can double down and try our hand at TV trivia and movie trivia and then make a sequel, You Don't Know Jack, Volume 2. Each of these would have their own respective different hosts. For television, Phil Ridarelli, also known as Schmitty, who would become a later... Uh, a main fixture of not just the You Don't Know Jack series, but Schmitty would go on to do a lot of Jackbox games as well, including the most iconic Jackbox game of them all, Quiplash. Uh, you would also have, as he would do, You Don't Know Jack television, You Don't Know Jack movies would also have the other iconic game show host, that being Cookie Masterson, played by Harry's brother Tom, Tom Gottlieb. Tom was a, was basically just an actor, and he was basically just like doing it just out of good nature. Uh, he would go on to do The Fifth Wheel and a bunch of other game shows. But uh, he was Cookie Masterson, and Cookie and Schmitty are the two quote-unquote main hosts of You Don't Know Jack. Cookie is, I guess, the You Don't Know Jack host. Um, before we get to the Schmitty and, and Cookie eras of Jack, we guys still go through the early 90s You Don't Know Jack history. So with TV and movies 
in a sequel with Peter B. Spector as the host. He plays a guy named Buzz Lippman. The story is that Nate has moved on from You Know Jack and has given the keys to Buzz Lippman, who's the nephew. So it's it's Uncle Nate and and Peter is basically this guy who kind of sounds like this. And you know, it's like a he's kind of trying to play into the '90s archetype of, of the smartass. So he's this. So if Nate was kind of like the uh, basically your older brother, just just making fun of you for getting questions wrong. Buzz would be the voice of like, yeah, you know what's going on. What's uh and that voice would end up being represented in a lot of voiceover worlds, but don't don't tell anybody that that everyone's kind of ripping off Buzz Lipman in You Don't Know Jack. because uh, that was the smartest voice that would end up being like used in a lot of different games. <laughs> like this is the precursor to Gex the Gecko, and this is like Everyone has to do that whole, like, I'm a smart-assy voice. Uh, from there, after Volume 2, Volume 3 would exist, and that would be hosted by Cookie. Now, after Volume 2, uh, you would see a new sign-in host. Uh, so from 1 and onwards, Cookie, who's Tom Gottlieb, would basically play like the PA guy. Like, hi, welcome to the show. How many people will be playing with us today? One, two, or three? Oh, player one, enter your name. Player two, enter your name. Player three, enter your name. Would you like a seven-question game or a 21-question game? All right, well, here's how the game works. You're going to see a bunch of questions. When you see the answer, buzz in. Uh, player one, you'll be buzzing on alert Q. That's Q as in quick. Player two, you'll be buzzing on alert B. B as in bobsled. And player three, you'll be buzzing on alert P. P as in Penelope Pitstop. Uh... And when you get to You Know Jack, like the first one or the second one or any of these, you would fall in love with the questions because these are very cleverly written questions. These are questions that you wouldn't that aren't straightforward, but they're not puzzle questions either. Like, um, for instance, uh, it, it would be something like uh, this one comes from You Know Jack, a full stream, the most recent game. What would it be the appropriate headline if the head of state in Belgium repeatedly switched political positions? A. President of Belgium waffles. B. King of Belgium waffles. C. Prime Minister of Belgium waffles. Or D. Tsar of Belgium waffles. Now, in the original versions, it was only be three contestants at the time, but this is an innovative idea because you buzz in and you pick A, B, C, or D, which is one, two, three, or four. Uh, and you would get a response. Unlike a lot of game shows, because you got to keep in mind, this is the early 90s, most game shows at the time, you buzz and push an answer, you would get, sorry, that's incorrect. Try again. Oh, sorry, that's incorrect. Try again. Correct. That's the correct answer. Now, you don't know, Jack, they will actually kind of explain the answer. So if you got like uh, a, a prime, like like for instance, if you picked like a president of Belgium waffles, you would hear like a funny sound effect, like like a do 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 And then, or or if you picked the correct answer, you'd be like C, prime minister of Belgium waffles. Belgium doesn't have presidents or kings or czars. They have prime ministers. So the elected leader would be the prime minister of Belgium, and they would be waffling. So the prime minister of Belgium waffles. Then they would have, like, a, a funny bit. So let's let's go with the quick, easy Homer Simpson, mmm, waffles. 
or you do the cutaway like mm, elections something like that uh so 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 that's like the fun of you don't know jack that's basic you don't know jack questions then you get to other gimmick questions and there are so many types of gimmick questions that that would fill the entirety of this podcast so it will this or that is the iconic game of ab answers and i think this is the one that put you don't know jack on the map it didn't really start in the first one it started in the second ones basically um you have to pick a choice of two answers and it's like dead or alive uh did they get shot or did they do the shooting uh i'll ask seven names you gotta tell me if it's a name of a tv dog a name of a breakfast cereal mascot or both um things like that would basically end up being the show and and it it, it's played in a speed round format when it's a dis or that get correct you have five dollars you're wrong the value doesn't matter basically i'm not going to throw any values in you don't know jack because a it's a fake game show none of it really matters and two it's a fake game show the scoring system is a little broken in every version of this game like in like if i really wanted to do the game shows i suppose on you don't know jack well in well depending on if you do seven question or 21 question game in these games it has different formats for instance a 20 a seven question game basically just goes through uh seven questions with one thousand to three thousand dollars randomized based on the value but the first three are one thousand two thousand three thousand and uh you don't know jack 21 question games it's 10 questions per round uh in each of these 10 rounds everyone gets a screw so in round two you get a screw again so you have two chances to use your screws in round one it's one thousand two thousand or three thousand dollars in round two it's double so two thousand four thousand or six thousand per question this is important because whatever happens, it leads to one of two other gimmick questions. Not just the this or that, but also the gibberish question, the ticklish test gum, as it were. The, t- uh, the gibberish question can either be $5,000 in round one or $10,000 in round two. In a gibberish question, you'll be seeing a rhyming phrase similar to learn, je- ter- similar to burnt jelly vision, which is a rhyming phrase. Now, in the one in full stream, because I'm going to keep going for the ones on the box so that way it don't spoil anything won't feta bread slugs fight what common expression is being rhymed won't feta bread slugs fight you start at ten thousand and it works its way down or five thousand works its way down and every second and a half the money ticks away right it's a hundred dollars or 250 or five hundred dollars and you'll be getting three clues along the way uh you'll be hearing like for instance here's here this will probably be one of the clues like for won't feta bread slugs fight uh it is you'll probably say this as as like you might hear this at a sleepover dot 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 you might hear this at a sleepover when you're ready for bed and then it's like the third one will be like, did you get a termite inspection or something? Because won't feta bread slugs fight. Don't let the bed bugs bite. That's the gibberish. Anyway, that could be repeated multiple times throughout the episodes, but in the later ones, only once. 
Anyway, uh, so after you don't know Jack uh, ends with a bunch of random questions and gibberish questions and this or that, maybe a fiber optic field trip where you get a random collect call from a stranger who gets to come up with a question for $5,000. Or even in, in volume two with the celebrity collect call where a famous celebrity gets to make the all-important decision of what question to ask. Fantastic. It all comes down to one final all-important round. Careful. buzzer key. You get it right, you get money. You get it wrong, you lose it. Every time you're wrong. One last piece of information. Remember the clue. Not any old two words gotta do it. It's gotta fit that clue. Good luck.
show, everybody. Lovely work as usual. Raul, hon, what's going on now? What? Hey, if you'd like to play another game, you just let me know when you're ready, all righty? All righty. I, I honestly forgot what we were going at with this. Oh, yeah. So the iconic part about You Don't Know Jack uh, because of the early games was that because it was a fake game show, and in the beginning you hear like behind the scenes of the set and PAs and the writing staff and, and interns, You Don't Know Jack also had the finale part. So when the game ends, uh, they say, would you like to play again? Because that's what typical game show games would like to do. Would you like to play again? But... Instead of just saying, hey, we're done, their in-cred sequence is different because they would do fake commercials. Now, fake commercials at the time, uh, not really, like, common because, well, CD-ROMs were a little pricey and space was limited. And this is full-on radio skits of, like, fake products and fake jingles, and you get to learn a lot about the the in-world building of you don't know jack uh for instance cookie masterson uh, is desperate for money they feel great to sell anything uh you would end up seeing like fake tv shows that come on before or after you don't know jack you would get to see like an ultra mega corporation come up with bad ideas you get to see uh like an a bra- like brazen paper towel salesman chalky the chipmunk and it's all wordplay and all very intelligent uh, skits uh, that would end up being used in other video games, such as, but not limited to, the GTA series. A lot of games would replicate the magic of You Don't Know Jack in the fake commercials uh, in the form of uh, either their in-world building in their radio stations, or I remember seeing it in a lot of... Uh, late 90s uh hasbro games like when they did boggle or scattergories or uh what was that crappy game uh the the i'm trying a blank here on on really bad pc cd-rom games that are inferior you know jack um but no like every single time like hundred thousand dollar pyramid for instance they would try to do fake commercials and intersplice it in here rather it's just like sponsored by blue 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 and it's like it doesn't work when it's like a licensed game like seeing it in scattergories or or jumble or whatever uh it didn't work because they're licensed properties to have like fake commercials in your game and do like a you don't know jack ripoff which by the way was like really shit commercials because you don't know jack would be at least like clever and it's wordplay and silly. Uh, and it's supposed to play into the world building of like, this is like, if, if you don't know Jack is the irreverent queer show party game, this has to be irrelevant. This has to be like, we are making fun of like musicals and we got to make fun of like jingles and we got to make fun of like everything getting its own movie that like 
to see it in other places it would it it's like no we're gonna go with like the easy gay joke or the easy black guy joke in the 90s well now it'd be the epitome of funny for any hack comedian uh where you need to know jack well they would do some similar uh things uh they would actually be more smart uh because like like for instance one of my favorites is the music because i love the music you know jack both because the game show theme songs and the background music and all this but like even in the commercials like the health food sturboid doll with all of the guns and violence today we need a toy for the kids that won't blow them away he's got a ponytail and he works at the mall he's the health food store boy doll just pull his string and you'll hear him say Morning, Mrs. Johnson. We've got fresh prunes today. And if you pull it again, you'll hear him decree. Try our fresh soy cakes and organic muesli. We've got tofu, cashew, and grilled tempeh. And our wheatgrass shots are groovy today. Can I get you a paper or plastic sack? I've got my eyebrow pierced and a hemp backpack. I ride my bike up and down the bay. And I really don't mind if you're straight, by or gay. Let's go see the dead. We'll have us a ball. I'm the health food store boy doll. It's the health food store boy doll. Birkenstock sold separately. When you consider like today's comedy and it's like, ugh, soy, gluten-free, gross, ugh. It's like, I've already heard those kind of jokes and you don't know Jack in the 90s. Like a lot of it just doesn't phase me. It comes across as hacky because at the time, like this was like at the peak of like, let's do a lot of health food restaurants and health food grocery stores Trader Joe's was on the rise in the 90s so to me it's like this is like normal and it's like it doesn't bother me one bit so uh for you don't know Jack it's just like fun commercials and there's hundreds and hundreds and they sell the commercials in little packs like you don't hear Jack and a lot of people in the you don't know Jack no you know Jack fandom um they they have like compiled almost every commercial from the entire series from Jack One to Jack Two Sports TV Movies Volume Three, uh, Four and we're getting to Volume Three. So Volume Three and Four are the two that I would say are the peak. You don't know Jacks before we go to the downhills. Uh, there Volume Three is I would it's your Volume Three or Volume Four. Usually people say are their favorite. You don't know Jack games. Those are two are hosted by the two, well, technically not four. Three is hosted by Cookie Masterson, and that is the one that people tune to when they think you don't know Jack. Why Volume 3? Because that's the game that ends up being the PlayStation 1 version of You Don't Know Jack. It's the difference between the PlayStation 1 version of You Don't Know Jack and the version that you get in PC is they just remove the gibberish questions. Other than in, in any of the fill-in-the-blank type-out-the-answer questions. So, because the lack of keyboard, everything is the A, B, C, or D, or a dis or dat, or the three-way, which was a new question type in Volume 3, which is basically a speed round. Kind of like a dis or dat, but you have to buzz in on when it lights up on the correct thing. That would later be used in Ladder Faster Funnier and in Offline. No, it's just Ladder Faster Funnier, because when it happened. Which also becomes in Mach 2, because Mach 2 is uh, Volume 4, The Ride. Uh, episodes as well as i believe a bit of fifth dementia but i'm not sure yet um no 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 uh, it's it's a lot of faster funnier episodes as well is mock 2 all right so 
I'm going to thumb my head here. My You Don't Know Jack knowledge is probably bigger than most other game shows. And that's why this is the Patreon video. I think this is on Patreon. I could put this for free, but, man, I'm putting on Patreon. Uh, so, uh, for You Don't Know Jack Volume 3, that is the quintessential You Don't Know Jack Volume. That is the one that has impossible question, which is, like, the most impossible answered question, and it's worth, like, a lot of money. Like, they're, like, 20 grand. Uh, there, there's uh, question types where they just clearly have such variety that people weren't bored by Volume 3. I remember spending a few nights just playing No Jack till like dawn because it's just that addictive of a game show. Uh, yeah, I'm the guy who plays a PC CD-ROM game for like eight hours straight. <laughs> uh, so volume three is like, if you were a, you don't know Jack fan, that's the classic. Cause 1000, 2000, 3000, 2000, 4000 screws and all that. And it's just like, it has that old it and cookies there. Cause people know cookie Masterson, uh, doing his voice, Tom Godley, and that's and and it also, I believe, was also when they decided to do packs because because just like how Jackbox Party Pack, because it's a trait for for Jackbox games to do this, you could buy now like multi packs of the you know Jack Party Packs. You can buy Party Pack one, two, and three, and four and five, or one, two, and three, or two, four, six, whatever they feel like. That's kind of what they did with you know Jack back in the nineties and two thousands. You can buy like a big mega pack of all the you don't know jack games at like one low price or one two and three or all the sport and i got all but you don't know jack sports why why would i play sports i don't know shit about sports it's only until i got it for steam that i actually played you don't know jack sports uh and i realized actually i'm pretty okay at sports trivia because it's all just rules and regulations at the time of the 90s like how many people are on a basketball team uh in game like questions like that so uh to me you don't know jack works on, on level so it goes from volume three and that's like the first half volume four is a great series finale for you don't know jack because you don't know jack volume for the right is my favorite version of you don't know jack why am i doing it right now because it's such a fun show uh so you know jack volume for the right is when i finally took a turn you don't know jack i remember buying this at babbage's release day <laughs> when i was seven like i was that big in you don't know jack that i bought you don't know jack the ride on release day <laughs> and it's like you know whoever was working babbage's that day because it was some teenagers probably like what a wacko why would anyone want this <laughs> game at launch it's 30 um and it i had an imac at the time i had a, a the blueberry imac uh and you know jack worked for our macintosh i was a mac gamer not not a lot of games trust me on that uh so playing you know jack the ride it was totally different but at the same time it was very fun and it was action-packed because now they went from the this is a fake game show and we're behind the scenes to now the hosts have characters who's hosting you know jack the ride all of them all five of the hosts host you don't know jack the ride but instead of set question order because in you know jack you pick between three categories in in you know jack the ride it is i think in a set order as well possibly 
but it's it's now based on themes so this is the censorship floor this is the hollywood floor this is the medieval times floor this is the and everything has like a different category everything's themed around something but in addition to every question's themed around a certain category like psychology or the circus uh they also had a storyline at the same time so you don't know jack which was this like funny game show where they would keep making fun of you for picking correct answers or incorrect answers or going why aren't you buzzing in player two uh would now actually have a proper story going into you don't know jack where they tell everyone there's there you're on an elevator like a spooky elevator and you're playing a quiz show on what's probably like a big elevator loft Everything is industrial themed, and you're told the end of the show, you'll be at the bottom. What's at the bottom? I can't tell you. Uh, and it's so much fun because now you get introduced to Cookie on the very first episode. It's Cookie from You Know Jack Volume 3, so you're already familiar. You've already played Volume 3. He goes, Hi, hey, how's it going? It's me, Cookie. Welcome to the show. And then you're like, oh, that was fun. I want to play another episode because that was like 20 minutes. It's only 13 questions because they set it up in a way that's a 13-question game. No longer 7 or 21. Now it's a 13-question show. And then you turn on that next game. Suddenly, you can your name gets altered. They fuck with your name at launch. They're screwing with you, and you can't push any letters. So it's S-S-S-S-S-S-S. Um, and it's just it's very fun because right when you start the show as well, and now, here's the host of You Don't Know Jack. It's Buzz. Hey, 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 how's it going? And then suddenly, it's like, you know what's at the bottom? It's a big surprise. Suddenly, you hear like a bonk. Whoa! Like a trapdoor scream. And then Cookie walks in. Surprise. And suddenly, you hear from the intercom, the producer, like, Cookie, what the hell's going on? And suddenly he's pissed at the producer, like, Helen, what the hell's going on? I thought I was supposed to be hosting right now. And it, the producer has to warn, like, no, it, we had a mix-up. You're supposed to be going on after Nate, G Buzz, Guy, and Sh Like, you're, like, fourth on the list. Wait, wait, what? I'm now, like, in, like, floor 40. Like, I'm on the crappy floors? Come on. And then they, basically because Buzz is now, as we assume... Going down to the bottom, Cookie is now stuck as the host. And now it becomes this arrogance game in You Don't Know Jack where Guy Towerston shows up. And it's like, well, Guy was supposed to be taken on after Buzz. We can call him up. Cookie goes, Guy's on the Hollywood floor looking for Keanu Reeves. So, as long story short, Buzz is basically the butt of the joke for the entirety of the show. Buzz never gets to host an episode, but he becomes like the major antagonist to the point of near the end, he basically gives the entire show on hostage. Like, he's like, I, I, my show, I have, and he gets a gun. Holy shit, Buzz, get out of here. <laughs> and it just becomes like a, a scary fucking like falling down thing where it's like i've never hosted i never even got a question i never got anything and guy and schmitty are there and they're just like asking their questions and just keep on hosting and just becomes an antagonistic game where everyone's just manipulating everyone by pushing them into the trap door leading them to the bottom because they want to host the damn show and it's such a fun storyline because as this is going on 
It's always at the start of an episode, and it's always like preceded by like "You don't know Jack" is brought to you by the Center for Lower Learning Stand. Blah blah blah. And here's your host, uh, C- Cookie. <laughs> and it's just so much fun, uh, just witnessing that storyline play out when you just go through every episode of "You Don't Know Jack," and it's just it's so silly. When you uh, see, because at the end, the final round, it's Nate Shapiro, uh, the original host of You Know Jack. So it's supposed to start with Nate, and because they were trying to guess end You Don't Know Jack with Volume 4, let's end with Nate. And the final question is simply put, we have no questions. We ran out of questions. What are we going to do? Oof. Um, Is it hot in here? And basically, that's it. Just like, what? <laughs> like, that's the trivia question. And then they repeat a jack attack because they ran out of questions. Uh, and it goes to the end. And then you have one final You Don't Know Jack question. And it's just a, a reminiscent of every You Don't Know Jack thing. Like, I'm getting sick of saying, like, suppose, always, and if, what if. And... The final question is, because we're at the end of the show, what should we do for the finale? Because you're at the bottom. And you have four possible choices, and you get to choose your final end result. That's it. Uh, and I think like that's like the best way to end You Don't Know Jack was Volume 4's like, big bottom finale. At the same time, You Don't Know Jack was growing in popularity. This is the 90s. This is irrelevance. This is sarcasm. This is the mystery science theater of, of trivia questions. They're making fun of contestants. It's the anti-90s. And You Don't Know Jack got a little popular. Sierra Interactive uh, came up with You Don't Know Jack online. So it was one of the first online games out there. And they were available in one or, or sports. Cookie did some episodes uh, as well as in sports. And then... And then, because you know Jack was also popular, they did like a, you know, they did AMC, the American Movie Classics, on Halloween did Monster Fest, you don't know Jack episodes. I think it was like a quick like seven question game, but all the questions are about movie monsters and horror films, and that that also became like a fun thing that you don't know Jack about Monster Fest. So it was an international hit. Also, at the same time, about from from the early years, this you know Jack one two three, they had versions in the uk there was a guy named jack cake there was a version in japan there's a japanese you don't know jack there's a i think a, a russian you don't know jack there is uh i think danish german like there it became an international format because well it's a quiz show and every uh country has their own pop culture and their own witty trivia and most of them only lasted one. I think Germany had like three volumes, if I'm not mistaken. And their version of You Don't Know Jack the Ride was called like You Don't Know Jack colon Achtung. Uh, because Germany. I don't know. Uh, so what, what makes this fascinating to me was after volume four, they were kind of like we're done with You Don't Know Jack. We're kind of just like... We want to work into other shows. We have Smush along the way. We have You Don't Know Jack Online. And their repurpose between 4 and 5 was You Know Jack Offline and Louder, Faster, Funnier. What is Offline and Louder, Faster, Funnier? 
Offline was they took the Unojack online questions from back in the day and they repurposed them with Cookie as the host and they played it like Unojack Volume 3, but with a brand new question type called Pissed About a Question. And Pissed About a Question, they basically took like angry emails that people who are diehard fans of Unojack go like, well, actually, if you remember Star Trek 7 of 9 wasn't actually the... And they would basically be like, well, suppose Seven of Nine really was one of these. Now imagine what we would do to so-and-so because they couldn't figure. And that, that would be like a, another question in the game. Uh, and in Louder, Faster, Funnier, they would do episodes. Like, this is the toilet episode. This is the birthday episode. This is the movies episode. Kind of like, you know, Jack Volume 4, The Ride. And those episodes would go on to be repurposed in Mach 2 on PlayStation, uh, complete with the fake commercials. I believe they were also used for Fifth Dementia, if I'm not mistaken, as well, because things like the uh, the Iron Bachelor Chef. I don't think they put any of those out, if I'm not mistaken. So I can't really put the audio transition. Uh, so I'll just put in a random commercial that I also have. Brace yourself. You don't know Jack. The trivia game is about to break loose. We are the greatest you don't know Jack players ever. You are the greatest. Oh my god! Who are you? You don't know Jack. The movie. It's the bald guy from You Don't Know Jack. That's right. Um, why are you here? Humanity needs you. Let's go. The greatest You Don't Know Jack tournament is about to be played. The grand prize, the planet Earth. Demons and monsters from all corners of the dark will gather to battle in a full-screen creature frenzy. Donna, that keyboard action was close. <sighs> I was lucky. My opponent had hooves. Puny mortals, did you think you could beat me at my own game? Oh, oh no. Who the hell is Jan Brady? Who the hell is Jan Brady? If you think playing trivia is an adventure, you don't know Jack, the movie. <laughs> uh, so, like... I mean, you know, Jack Volume for the Ride have a few of my favorite question types. Like, Jack Bingo was a speed round game with they have, uh, like, a five-letter word, and the first letter represents a clue to an answer, so kind of like a blockbuster situation, which I enjoy. And a roadkill, which was kind of like, what do these two things have in common? With the final thing being, what do all the correct answers have in common? So it's kind of like an only connect puzzle before only connect uh, that I love. So when they... Got rid of You Don't Know Jack the Ride, and I thought, okay, this is a great finale. They uh, had Louder, Faster, Funnier, and suddenly something really f weird happened. ABC picked up You Don't Know Jack as an actual game show. Now, that's always been, like, my cool idea, like, what if You Don't Know Jack really was a game show? Like, this was a silly, like, when, when I, even back then, like, I always envision You Don't Know Jack, if I was to invent, invent like what You Don't Know Jack the game show would be, it would be like a Saturday Night Live sketch show mixed with an in-game game. So like there would be the You Don't Know Jack players that would be like like almost like Roundhouse. Like they would do the segs. So someone's doing like, here is question one, bomb. Here is question two, woo, doop. But along the way, those same actors who'd be doing like the singing and dancing uh, would also be doing the in-game fake commercials. Like when it cut to commercial, like we'll be right back with Mario Jack right after this. And then suddenly here's like a fake commercial to segue into the show or out of the show. Uh, so people would think like you're still watching like you're watching a fake commercial, but you're really watching You Don't Know Jack. 
and then they go back to the main game. Welcome back. We're in round two. Values are double. Everyone gets a screw again or something like that. Uh, and it, it would be category selection and gibberish and screws and the podiums be the numbers one, two, and three. I thought that would be interesting because that's what is on the TV show. Like, not in the TV show, in the actual, like, PC game. Everyone's just icon is player one, player two, or player three. Uh, but what I thought was kind of fun uh, was that they made an ABC show. And I'm not going to try and go full-on game shows, I suppose, on this. But what made it weird is Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman played the host as Troy Stevens, and the announcer was Cookie. So Cookie, who was the host, you know, welcome me. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to You Don't Know Jack. He is the one doing the welcome to You Don't Know Jack, the show where high culture and pop culture collide. Here's Troy Stevens, like something like that. Um, that it was kind of weird, and they had like different questions, like the two million dollar question, and joke being and waste money. Uh, and it really wasn't full on You Don't Know Jack, and that's probably why it got panned a bit, because it really wasn't You Don't Know Jack, but it was the same questions that would be in a game of You Don't Know Jack. And maybe it didn't work on a few situations. I don't know. I'll get around to that eventually. I, I If I ever do you if I ever do the game shows, I suppose, You Don't Know Jack episode, it'll probably be what what worked what didn't work i think like videos would be when they did like the wrong videos when they say yes or no or uh they had guillotines if you're wrong and a crown if you're right things like that were were, were very silly fun uh and you don't know jack then got fifth dementia fifth dementia came out on the same time as the you don't know jack uh game show so it was like a good coexist like hey watch there our hit summer abc series it comes on uh right before you see george P- patterson i remember watching the clips on youtube and i'm like oh that's right jason alexander's george patterson the the self-help guru who needs help himself what a funny show um but what was so fun rewatching that is that like hey you don't know jack fifth dementia when you for the heads up, if you ever buy the Unknown Jack Classic Pack, you will get volumes one, two, three, four, five. Uh, one, two, three, four. You will get six, which will be we'll talk about it later, and sports, TV, and movies. You will not get Fifth Dementia. Why is that? Uh, according to Jackbox, it's because Berkeley Systems and Sierra Interactive took the rights to Fifth Dementia because of the online handles. What made Fifth Dementia the first original version was, while You Don't Know Jack was an online game in the past, This that the online version was all Berkeley System, Sierra Interactive. This was fletched out in the game. So Fifth Dementia had two versions, local or online. If you were online, you would play with your friends online the same games of You Don't Know Jack that would be in the CD. And they had ways to figure out who timed it the correct time and, and took lag into consideration. Uh, everyone was formed by an avatar, which were all people who were staffed at Jellyvision at the time. Uh, everyone from, I believe, Phil Ritterelli, who was Schmitty, who was the host, to Tom Gottlieb, to Harry, uh, to, to like a few voice actresses, to the art department. It was very fun. Uh, so it was FMV 
of the contestant. So if they if you saw a wrong answer, now you would see like a contestant go go ah oh, smacked himself in the face like oh, I can't believe I got it wrong. Um, but at the same time, uh, it would it it fell into the you know Jack Volume Four of everything's a themed episode. And they also included buzz in for the value of the questions, just like volume four, but now it's all combined. So all three get to choose the jackpot. And they included things like the anagram question, which everyone despised in volume five. Because Fifth Dimension's anagram questions were basically just gibberish, but now even more difficult because it's an anagram <laughs> with the same clues. Um, you had question types like the bug out question. Uh, where it was basically just like, what, here's a list of everything. Buzz in when something doesn't fit. So it's like a reverse jack attack. Here is like cars made by Ford, red things, uh, songs by the Beatles, something like that. Uh, and I, I mean, I love Fifth Dementia. I wish I can get to work. I've never had a good time with Fifth Dementia. I've only been able to successfully play it three times in my entire life. And that's like I think the the problem if you don't know Jack my my whole you know Jack film is I could have never Fifth Dementia and Offline are the two games that got away from me Offline because mine got corrupted and I could never find a physical copy until I bought it a long time ago and put it in my old Sony Va like Sony Vio Windows XP computer and even then it didn't work and that's what busted it in Fifth Dementia never worked on XP because at the time it was only formatted for Windows 2000 and ME. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so there was a bug where you can't play Fifth Dementia on Windows XP. Try playing on Windows 7 or Windows 8 or Windows 10 now. You can't. You have to do, like, those workaround tricks, like getting a DOS box and, and adding a Windows 95 or 98. And it's such a hassle and i'm not gonna bother doing that because it's so painful emul i have no work with emulation even though i'm sure fifth dimension would be one of my favorite you don't know jack games i couldn't I, I never was able to finish you don't know jack fifth dimension that's my regret offline is also a regret ladder faster funnier i was able to go through every episode uh, and have fun with that offline i did slightly and then it crashed but Fifth Dementia, as much as I'm sure I would love it, because the soundtrack, the gaming, they had a special Super Bowl episode, if you play it on Super Bowl Sunday, uh, and themed episodes in certain times. Like It was such a smart, you don't know Jack with Schmitty. But because of Fifth Dementia being the last game in the series, quote-unquote, Sierra Interactive owned the rights to Fifth Dementia, not Jack... Not not Jellyvision, so Fifth Dementia basically was what sealed the deal with Sierra Interactive and Jellyvision. The publishing arm, Sierra Interactive, who made After Dark Effects and all these other weird games. I'm sure you've heard of a game uh, a while back called Half Life. You know the original Half Life on Valve. Remember that or King's Quest. That company. That's the company that, depending on who you ask, you can say were the team that screwed over Jellyvision. And they were pissed because they didn't get anything for the Internet Jack game show, I believe, was the, the reason for their anger. 
So they were fighting a all-out war for You Don't Know Jack after Volume 5. Don't tell anybody this. This is the secret. Shh. Jellyvision won the war. Fine. By the way, because they were the developer, not the publisher. The settlement. But uh, Jellyvision were, were sneaky. So because they left because they kind of were pissed at Sierra Interactive and they won a war not because just You Don't Know Jack, but because during the time of You Don't Know Jack, Sierra came up with a bunch of really shitty You Don't Know Jack ripoffs, uh, such as Backstage Pass, which is all about music trivia, and another one uh, based on Austin Powers called Austin Powers Operation Trivia. And these all have the same similar kind of things like you don't know Jack. Like, the question is, blah, 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 this is worth $2,000. Hey, suppose this happened. Well, if this, 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 then what, ba, 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 is it one, do, 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 two, do, 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 three, do, 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 or four, do, do, do. It would be boo, 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 because da, ba, ba. And, yeah, that they got pissed. So, Jelly Vision... Uh, kind of won the war if you don't know Jack, but they couldn't get Fifth Dementia for, I'm guessing, some legal reason. But they got the rights to you don't know Jack, and that's more important. But during the whole lawsuit, they put out You Don't Know Jack Volume 6, The Lost Gold. Volume 6, The Lost Gold was basically their toe in the water to see if people still like You Don't Know Jack. They were fizzled out of You Don't Know Jack at the time. This was at the time when Jellyvision wanted to go into Icky and wanted to use that same technology that they used in You Don't Know Jack, that whole, hey, buh, 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 press two, and use it into commercial licensing, such as, say, when you make a phone call. How many times have you picked up a phone and called AT&T and heard, hi, welcome to AT&T, please say or press what you want? And then you would say, like, phone billing, you selected billing. Well, that's good. We'll be with you in just a sec. That's Jellyvision. That's Jellyvision, Nick. In fact, I think Phil Ritarelli is behind the AT&T voices right now because Jellyvision got the rights to it. So they created Volume 6, The Lost Gold. This was basically their last hurrah. This was their big thank you to the Uno Jack fandom. And it was very, and I'm not kidding, Like this was like the weakest of the Uno Know Jacks. But for good reason. One, they didn't really want to put this out for fear of a lawsuit because this was what was going on at the time. And two, they were in the middle of restructuring Jelly Vision. They did not know what they wanted to do. And you don't know, Jack, the lost gold was just every question that they kind of had in earlier versions. You know, Jack, doesn't matter which ones from the rye to whatever. And they never put it out, rather, because it was bad questions or never really got past the censors. So now, because this is a basically a legal version, this is like the the hush money version. This is like a this is the good stuff. This is the gold. This was the most bizarre you don't know Jack game because it was basically you don't know Jack, but they tried to modernize it, update the graphics, include a lot of weird jack attack questions you would be getting a lot of these questions wrong because they they were like weird backwoods they could never flesh out what made the questions the definitive correct answer but it was still a lot of fun to play and the whole thing was pirate because hey at the time 
Pirates of the Caribbean, Pirate, Pirate, Pirates, all the rage. Um, and because they had a big dig at the Sea uh, Era, being the the company that that hid the the uh, the pirate, and the Sea Captain pirate w- served as the sign-in host. And it was just the he didn't want to be there. He doesn't want to do you know Jack for the rest of his life. But that's the case for him, and he's doomed. It it was such a fun uh, version of the show. Uh, it's a fun little game. Um, and after volume six, radio silence. Now during the time of volume five and volume six, Jellyvision was able to work on a version of Smush which was their next uh, hurrah. Originally, Smush was going to be the next stage in You Don't Know Jack because the Smush questions, apparently, were going to be in You Don't Know Jack. And it became a full-on pilot from 94 onward uh, that they actually took to USA Network and became a series. We talked about game shows, I suppose. And it was fun. Uh, But Smush was going to be their next PC game. But it flopped at their one season, and USA put it on like 3 a.m., between like reruns of Silk Stockings or La Femme Nikita, uh, that it, they went, ah, never mind. So You Don't Know Jack fell in the wayside. Tom Godlieb, he didn't really have much to do with You Don't Know Jack anymore. He became a voiceover artist here in Los Angeles doing the fifth wheel, uh, doing a f- doing whacked out sports. Uh, and, and, and that was his claim to fame. And people were kind of like, oh, that's Cookie. And they were like, it's famous guy Cookie. That's Cookie from You Don't Know Jack. That's the guy, yeah. And they were pushing into it, and it's like, that's good. There's still eyes on Tom Godlieb. He's Cookie. Schmitty, on the other hand, he's still a comedy actor. He was doing a few uh, commercial ads. He's a commercial actor. And it became kind of weird because it's like everyone's been moving on to their own thing. Uh, and it felt like the end of an era. So we now move into the year 2007. You don't know Jack is kind of gone. It's still around. Buy You can buy the games, but they figure there's no interest. The 90s are done. We're, we're grown-ups now. We don't need to do You Don't Know Jack. But they realize that they, their market was in the game market as well, and they had MSN, for instance. MSN, Microsoft Network. Before Bing, it was MSN. And that's the MSNBC. Uh, and their games network included things like uh, uh, Outsmart. Outsmart was from the people behind You Don't Know Jack. And that was around the same time when You Don't Know Jack came to a fizzling end. And they wanted to expand on their market. So their premise of Outsmart was basically like a online version of You Don't Know Jack with the premise being you're against a celebrity and you're going to be playing a quiz show against that celebrity and can you win? And it was actually a success. But don't tell anybody that because we have to play into the whole MSN was a buzz, no one liked MSN, do, 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 do. But no, Outsmart was actually like a viral success, much like Jib Jab or E-Bomb's World or something awful or Fark. It was a true success for, for You Don't Know Jack. But they weren't getting paid enough, so they kind of stopped doing that. Uh, it became overload for the Outsmart team, and they just stopped slowly. 
when they fizzled out Outsmart, they still had some of the graphic people and Jellyvision did a soft reopening of You Don't Know Jack without telling anybody. They got Tom back because Whacked Out Sports and Fifth Wheel got canceled. And they basically went, hey, can you do like a daily this or that based on like the day's news? Like, hey, George W. Bush did this today. Hey, did you hear about Barack Obama? Hey, did you hear about the... So because of that, I'm going to list off seven things. You got to tell me if it's a bop or a bop. If it's this, put bop. If it's not, da-da. And it was the diss or dat from You Don't Know Jack played daily, Monday through Friday, based on topical events. And really, like, that day's diss or dats. And I'm guessing this is the smart thing. Because of that, because of Jelly Vision doing that, they got themselves a return to Jack. And people were kind of interested again. You don't know Jack got back, baby, because he's daily this or that's. And the show returned. And that was fun. So because of the daily this or that's returning for about like, I would say like, eight months eight months of daily dissertats they kind of announced that they're working on a new version of you don't know jack and it's coming to consoles and pc the problem was the pc version was not the qbp it was one two three four seven eight nine zero and their whole format was different than the than any version of you don't know jack before because in this version everyone gets to buzz in everyone gets to play why is that matter? Because now everyone gets to play, which means you can get you can go through every wrong answer. If if someone picks every wrong answer, you get to hear every possibility. And they still had Cookie, so they were able to uh, keep him as the host. So Cookie became the main host of You Don't Know Jack Schmitty, who was the host of Fifth Dementia and Offline and Mach Two would be pushed away but not fully we'll get to that in just a second so uh you don't know jack 2011 it became it was released for ps3 xbox 360 pc i never got the pc version because at the time i had a really bad pc this was like the worst moment of my pc life and internet career uh (laughs) and i would end up playing just the console versions and I had a fun time with that because it was four-player, and they introduced things like the wrong answer of the game, where if you pick something that was related to the fake commercial at the start of the show, because we brought up chicken, there's something related to chicken in one of the questions, you would get a, a huge cash bonus. It's basically game-breaking, which is kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> and they had different things like what's the dummy, uh elephant mustard teddy roosevelt or dracula which became a mainstay you don't jack question from 2011 onwards where the joke is the category is elephant mustard teddy roosevelt or dracula so all the questions or it's just a statement is this true for elephants mustard teddy roosevelt or dracula and that's the question and that was funny uh you would have uh like all sorts of like different uh question types like what movie did cookie dream about uh 
and they got and they didn't do gibberish or any of that um because everything was buzz in on the controller and it was a success it fizzled though slightly slightly though the pc edition is no longer available on steam there is no online version of of you don't know jack i think there is for the ps3 and 360 but that's it they took that same questions and they adapted it into an app-based game. That same questions they then repurposed into a Facebook game. When Facebook gaming became a thing. Remember Facebook and everyone's like, oh man, this is going to be revolutionary. And then shit happened and broke everything. Uh, they took the same questions and they repurposed it. Then they created new questions for the Facebook game and let Cookie host it. And they would have fun commercials and graphics now for their fake commercials and for every level you go up is a new commercial and they had even celebrity editions and you could play with seth rogan or whatever and it became like another revival of you don't know jack then it came to a screeching halt probably because of money and maybe the mobile gaming market and Facebook gaming market didn't really work or they were overworked because the questions to cookie ratio was a little off and they they needed some time to break. And it fizzled yet again. And there was another year or two of like quietness over in the Jackbox market because Jackbox became the new name since 2011 onwards. Why Jellyvision wanted to split with Jackbox. So Jackbox became all of the You Don't Know Jack video games. Anything You Don't Know Jack is Jackbox. Anything that was the original Jellyvision from the very beginning in Chicago with the Learn Television is now the uh, Icky. And it's all the uh, Press 1s, Press 2s. Uh, tell me what you need. Voice recognition. Oh, that's great. I'm from so-and-so too. And Jackbox decided okay we know that you don't know jack has been a favorite in 2011 we don't want to crash and burn this right now what if we try a new game for the time being called fibbage uh and that was a light game using a phone created by i believe andy poland i could be wrong it could also be a few people who are in the jackbox team as well uh ryan probably uh and that became uh, a fun little game because the idea was here's wacky trivia questions with cookie fill in the blank we still have cookie it's you don't know jack hey welcome to fibbage and they were loving it and they were like wow this is fun and they realized wait a minute the same controller that we're using this phone thing to type it in can we use that as the buzzer for you don't know jack so they came up with a new You Don't Know Jack in the same time as making Fibbage. Because they got two games, they're like, well, I don't know if people are going to buy a new You Don't Know Jack and Fibbage. We could sell them separately. No. And thus, the very first Jackbox Party Pack was formed, featuring five games, three of which were actually good. So... You got Fibbage, which was Fibbage XL. They put more more uh, questions in there. You had You Don't Know Jack 2015, which was the new You Don't Know Jack. Cookie got to host it. 
it basically was an episode by episode, just like in 2011, uh, with the wrong answers. The game, everything is exactly the same, but now it's played by phone, so you can play it with your friends online. But they didn't know that yet. They they kind of became the workaround because Twitch became a new thing. Drawful, which was basically fibbage but with drawing. Wordspud, which is the game that Harry Shearer, uh, Harry Gottlieb thought was like the best uh, game idea, and it's like the new smush, and it, yeah, that's a game. Word, Wordspud, it's a game. And finally, wa- Lysewater. Lysewater was very weird, and I feel like this is a segue from the You Don't Know Jack episode, but I feel like it's necessary. So when I bring up the host of You Don't Know Jack, like I said, it's Cookie, which is Tom Gottlieb, and Schmitty, Josh Schmitty Schmitzenstein, uh, played by Phil Ritterelli. And, and you can say old man's the dad, da, 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 da. Um, but the fun part about You Don't Know Jack is that Schmitty was basically Phil Ritterelli, and he does his voice, and he's the host of Lysewater, which was a true-false game. Now, originally... Lysewater was a app game. So when Jellyvision slash Jackbox went to the app market, you not only saw You Don't Know Jack as an app game, you saw a game called Word Putts, which was kind of like a golf word game. And then you saw a Lysewater, which was a true-false game hosted by Schmitty. Uh, and this was the original Jackbox party pack, which is very fun to figure like wait so like drawful which became a big phenomenon because artists and animators play a game fibbage xl which was this great quiz game which became and you don't know jack the return of the classic game you don't jack 2015 was basically a repurposed version of the 2011 game they had new segs but the same almost the same music almost the same question types every question was new by the way they didn't repurpose the questions except for some for the from the facebook game and it would grow from there the first one sold a lot it became an iconic game because five games in one for a low price now i want to buy jackbox party pack two and that's when you get fibbage two which was a sequel to the original fibbage that cookie hosted so cookie got to host two games fibbage and Jack, so he got Fibbage 2 that time. Then you got Earwax, which was an audio game. Bidiots. Bombcore, which was their experimental game. And then Quiplash XL. Quiplash became Schmitty's game. So now Phil Ritarelli, the funny comedy guy, would get Quiplash XL, which became Quiplash, which was an individual game, kind of like what they were trying to market with, draw, with uh, Fibbage. And that's where we begin our fun story with the Jackbox Party Packs. And Jackbox Party Pack 3 would then exist. And Jackbox Party Pack 3 uh, would be the one that would introduce us to Quiplash 2. So Schmitty would once again return. But now you can build your own prompts. You had Trivia Murder Party, which was kind of like the next installment. You don't know Jack, but they didn't want to say that. Uh, Gaspionage, which was uh, polling data. TKO, which was a, like a funny shirt game, and Faking It, which was their experimental game because it's all about what's going on inside the party. Four would then show up the year after, featuring Survive the Internet, which is all about saying mean stuff about your friends. Monster Seeking Monster, which was like a werewolf game, but dating. Bracketeering, which was an experimental game, but which is better between X, Y, or Z. Civic Doodle, which had Old Man from the You Don't Know Jack series. 
voiced by Andy Poland, play the mayor of uh, Doodle Valley. Uh, and then Fibbage 3 would show up, with Cookie Masterson once again reprising his role as the host of Fibbage. Now we get to Fib Jackbox Party Pack 5. Yeah, we're going through all of them. Split the Room was was a new game based on basically the ancient art of making something that would divide the room in half. So the closer it's 50-50, the more points you get. Madverse City, which was all about rhyming phrase, which is an improv game. Basically, most of these Jackbox Playback games became improv games. It's basically just zip-zap-zop, but for your phone. Uh, Patently Stupid, which is just a presentation game based on the ideas that you drew. Seepled Dome was their experimental game, but then they brought back You Don't Know Jack. This is the most recent You Don't Know Jack game in the entire collection called You Don't Know Jack Full Stream. You Don't Know Jack Full Stream is the last installment of You Don't Know Jack currently. I say currently because there is no You Don't Know Jack currently announced for You Don't Know Jack Party Pack 7. Uh, and I don't think there might be. I might, might be till 8 if we're going for the next installment of You Don't Know Jack. But Full Stream was a the last You Don't Know Jack. And this version was the last of... It, it It's another strange version of You Don't Know Jack. So Full Stream is a 10-question game, much like 2011 in, in Jackbox Party Pack 1. But in addition to that, it would let everyone play... But now it's eight players. It's an eight-player quiz game instead of four or three like in the originals. There's still the set questions. There's still gimmick questions. Uh, there is a new question type called uh, data mining, which was a variant on Funky Trash, which was a variant on the original You Don't Know Jack, like the very first series of You Don't Know Jack had this question type. Where Tom, where uh, Nate Shapiro would look into trash and go like, "Oh, let's let's see what's in here." Oh, a thumbtack. Uh, okay. Uh, um, <clears throat> uh, some old match game cards. Uh, some big glasses and a scarf. Who are we talking about? And it's Charles Nelson Riley. So they would repurpose that question with funky trash in the modern game, and here data mining. And it was basically. Here is some search results. Here is a social media tweet that's fake. Or because you watched this movie that you starred in. Who are we talking about? And that was the show. And the whole gimmick was this time around, just like in earlier You Don't Know Jacks, the premise is that Binge Pipe, which is a streaming service, a fake streaming service similar to Netflix or Hulu, or I guess in this case, Quibi. It's very Quibi. Uh, would own You Don't Know Jack. They own the game. They own Cookie. And Cookie is slowly learning the hard way that the tech entrepreneurs of this sentient uh, streaming service owns Cookie Masterson. And he starts losing his mind as the episodes go by. But you never really fully understand it until near like episode 38, 39. When he starts like hyperventilating or like they see everything, they know everything, I don't know what's going on. And it just becomes like, hi, we at Binge Pipe understand your frustration. Please stay on the line. And it just becomes like a Black Mirror episode for Cookie Masterson. And I thought that was very uh, funny. 
So you don't know Jack would also make sure that everyone gets to play the Jack attack. It's no longer first to buzz in wins. Uh, and it's not fully the original You Don't Know Jack, but it's still a very fun variant of You Don't Know Jack because it's still the questions everyone gets to play. And they kind of put into consideration that this is played on Twitch now. So everyone gets to play online. And I thought that's really uh, sweet and nice. Uh, last year, You Don't Know Jack Volume 6 came out with Trivia Murder Party 2, uh, the sequel to the spooky uh, uh, murder game, Role Models, Joke Boat, Dictionaryman Push the Button. Uh, so that became the uh, fun, the fun new games in Jackbox Party Pack 6. And now we move on to Party Pack 7. Uh, Party Pack 7 is in the works, and there is a few games announced. Talking Points, uh, Quiplash 3, Champed Up, um, and I think that's all of them. It was uh, Champed Up, and I think the last one is The Devil in the Details. I think that was the last one that they announced. Um, so, yeah, there's... There's a Quiplash 3. There's a few. There's a couple more games that have yet to be announced. I'm going to assume one is a experimental game, like faking it. Um, but I I think that it's very fun. Uh, so I can only assume that either this year or next year, because I don't see any that involve Cookie yet. I'm going to assume you don't know Jack might be announced. Maybe. Um. So, so I'm guessing Cookie... Oh, no, he might be in Champed Up, now that I think about it. He might be the Champed Up announcer. Uh, that it might be a time for another You Don't Know Jack game, even though it just came out two years ago. Uh, so either if it's not this year, next year, another incarnation of You Don't Know Jack will show up. And it's such a weird journey to handle it. It's almost 20 years plus of You Don't Know Jack. I remember growing up playing the original PC ROM, uh, and now it's like on my phone. I can play it whenever I want digitally through Steam, and it's like a quick download. And it's like been a fun journey with it. And to me, You Don't Know Jack is one of those eloquent game show games because it's a party game. It's you don't really need to be right all the time. You can just sit there and laugh at yourself. And Cookie's there to tell jokes or Schmitty or Guy or Nate or Buzz. And it's just been like the variety of questions. The the the, uh, the gibberish question returned in, in full stream. And that's like, whoa, it's back. I can't believe. And when I heard gibberish was back, that was like a full on like, whoa, Nelly, it's back. And... I, to me, like, You Don't Know Jack could still live on year after year if this keeps up. And as much as I want to talk about, like, what if You Don't Know Jack really was a game show? I got to thank the game series for being, like, one of the best uh, around. It's just been one of those games that, I like, I remember just, like, whenever I had a really rough day just playing because it's like it's a trivia game you feel smart playing it even if you were by yourself it didn't matter you had fun playing it and uh being in the jackbox party packs was also like a good thing as well 
because when it was in the because being in the Jackbox Party Pack, you can share that love of the game with your friends if you have any. And if not, you could still do it single player. They kind of know you're a lonely person if you're playing a quiz show. Um, that that it, I didn't. I don't feel so bad. Like I I can go back to playing. You don't know Jack, and just enjoying myself. And I'm I hope that show continues. Um, that like going into the end of game shows, I suppose. And now I'm recording like. 20 episodes about my like, favorite game shows so that way i stop like recording podcasts day in day out they're already pre-recorded save myself the voice strain we can have a fun time uh and just looking back at some of these game shows it's fun and like every single time like the joke is that jordan for host uh is such a weird thing because when you ask some of my friends or yes they kind of go like well yeah you could probably fit in this role in this role in that role but the problem is that like i guess modern game shows is you have to be a celebrity and i'm not a million followers celebrity i am not even a movie star a tv star or a professional singer so i i don't have the credentials but, uh, and you see, like, all of these, this will never happen in 100 years, they bring back card sharks, and then suddenly Joe McHale hosts, or they bring back Supermarket Sweep, Leslie Jones's host, or they're doing the cube now, they're doing the cube, did you know that they're doing the cube? And it's like, oh boy, well, I don't think I'm going to be getting that hosting gig, so what's the point? Uh, that it's kind of like every single time, I, I did, like, a host for host thing. I get, like, it's like, yay, I get the the show is coming back. But at the same time, they're, I'm not hosting it. Fuck. Like, it's only half the story on this. It's like, I would have host this show. This sounds like a fun show to host. Um, but it's fine. And uh, I think game shows are just a very fun fun thing to look at but uh to, to conclude here i guess what my friends say and what is i guess the truth i don't know if it's the truth but i guess I'll, I'll own up to it i guess what they would rather see me host is like a light like if they brought back you don't know jack as a live action show like a real ass game show uh that i could host it it's like Jordan for Jordan for you don't know Jack host. And it's like, I mean, that's nice and all, but I'd rather have cookie host it than me. Um, but I'll take it. I'll take the, you don't know Jack host. I, I can't do weakest link anymore. Jane Lynch has it. So now what? I, I, what else is there for me? I feel like I, I feel like at this point I should not have aspirations at all in, in any entertainment field. Because it's just going to burn me in the end. Uh, and that includes podcasting. So that's a very low note to end on for this episode. Um, you Don't Know Jack is an all-time favorite game show. And childhood memories of like picking up games at Babbage's. 
or seeing a store display at Wiener Schnitzel, or answering gibberish questions, or playing You Don't Know Jack the Ride for like three hours straight one night, or the depressive episodes where it's just like, I can't believe You Don't Know Jack's coming back. You Don't Know Jack's coming back as a video game and being the only guy who picks it up at GameStop. Like, that's to me like... It's one of those series where it's just I really love because it's a genre that's not really constant, if that makes sense. Like, there's not... I can't think of any other trivia game shows out there. I can't think of any trivia games. Now I think about it these days. Every trivia game that I see is, like, game maker quality garbage. Or it's, like, Trivia Vault. It's like, I know. That's horrible shit. You're... There's no Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune on Steam. There, And even then, it's going to be the lowest common denominator. Like, that's correct. Pick again. You hit the daily double. That You don't know Jack beats it by miles by just saying, like, player two, pick a category. The category is, this is not too tough. This is worth $1,000. Hey, have you ever seen Family Ties? Well... And then they ask the question like that's like to me, that's all you need. It feels warm. It feels inviting. And look, I'm not going to start the campaign Jordan for host of you don't know Jack because one, I don't think that'll ever happen. If it did, it'll be like Comedy Central or TBS. And even then it'd be hosted by like some improv actor that they got because they have to match a sketch comedy show that they're also owning up or hey have you heard of funny uh vine comedian or something funny tiktok star uh i don't know if i'll ever host a game show and that also bums me out but hey you know what if the idea is jordan host you don't know jack i'll be up for it i love you don't know jack i know that game inside and out that uh i know jack i also have a friend named jack um he, he he's a co-host on fun time calls so you don't know jack is a great game and jordan free host of you don't know jack i think someone else should start that campaign uh because i would rather have it still continue being voiceover still continue being like cookie doing it but if you need a physical host, I'll be there. That sounds like a good job. That sounds like a funny job. Uh, you just got to get rid of a lot of, of the garbage. And when we do that Game Shows, I suppose, episode, I'll probably pitch that I'm the host. How does that sound? Jordan host the new You Don't Know Jack revival. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, that's going to do it for us here on the Patreon exclusive You Don't Know Jack episode. Uh, I just want to thank you for your Patreon donations and I will see you again real soon, probably with more fun and games and laughter. Uh, until then, big smooch. Mwah!